Today on Locked on A's, we're talking about Sean Murphy, the season that he had in 2022, what he can do this winter to have a better season in 2023. And then, of course, we got to talk about the trade rumors swirling around his name. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 473 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burt. And on today's show, we're talking about Sean Murphy, the MVP of the A's in 2022. We're going to talk all about him. This is a Sean Murphy episode. I'm excited. You should be excited. Everybody's excited. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. One of those platforms is YouTube. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, join our Twitter community for Locked On A's and just make some A's friends. Start a chat. Have a good time. Post some questions and then you can have them answered right here on the show. Uh, Also, if you uh, haven't tuned in for about a week or so, uh, there's a new A's site coming your way. It's called Inside the A's. It's in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. I will be running that site and writing for that site. I am very excited about it because uh, if there's something that I love, it's the A's and A's coverage. And now I have two outlets where I can provide A's coverage on a daily basis, and uh, that's that's just a dream, so that's a good time. So uh, go follow them, or me, that one, uh, at Inside the A's on Twitter as well. But uh, let's get into today's episode, because this offseason, I want to shine a light on a number of players, because there were a lot of strides made on an individual basis. I know the A's lost 102 games, but on an individual basis, there, there was a lot of growth on this team. So I'm going to be taking a look at prior seasons and how that compares with 2022 with guys like Seth Brown and, you know, basically everybody, I guess, that I uh, bring up here. But uh, plus, we're going to be going into where they had trouble and where they might be able to improve for next season, and so that's what we're going to be doing with this series. Sean Murphy is going to be the guy to kick it off. I don't know why. I just felt like starting things off with Sean Murphy because he was fantastic, and uh, why not? But starting with uh, Sean Murphy, it's a little bit tricky. It's going to be tricky for a number of A's guys because the first two years that he was in the big leagues were in 2019, where he got into 20 games, and then in the shortened 2020 season. So 2021 was his first real full season in the big leagues, and because of that, I'm only going to be giving his stats from last year instead of a three-year window. And this is going to come up with a decent amount of guys because the A's used 34 rookies during the season. So there's only a handful of guys where we can actually compare them to their previous stats and have a decent idea of how they did in 2022 comparatively to in the past. But we're going to have some fun here. So in 2021, 
Sean Murphy hit 216 with a 306 on base and a 710 OPS. That made him roughly league average at the plate overall. His baseball savant page had some red on it, most notably in his max exit velocity, where he ranked in the 87th percentile. And then defensively, with his pop time two second, raking in the 97th percentile, and his framing coming in in the 82nd percentile. So obviously, he was a defensive minded catcher heading into this year and this year we, we saw him do some things at the plate that were very very nice last year he also struck out in 25.4 percent of his at-bats and walked 8.9 percent of the time this season Sean Murphy just improved dramatically. Uh, the only blue on his baseball savant page from this season is his sprint speed, and uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna change. He's just gonna be as fast as he is, and maybe it goes down even. But uh, that's gonna be blue. But that hopefully, if he keeps on this trajectory, it's gonna have a lot of other red on that baseball savant page because everywhere else saw huge gains like his expected batting average went from the 28th percentile to the 62nd percentile that means that he was making much better contact in 2022 which is impressive because i've said it a couple of times he was one of the focal points of the a's offense which means that pitchers were geared up to face him he was the guy that you game plan for in the A's lineup, and he was still making much, double the better contact uh, in 2022 than he did in 2021. And that's just a testament to the growth and the strides that he made at the plate. His chase rate was 13% better this year over last year. His whiff percentage was 26% better. And then his walk rate went up slightly to 9.2%, and his strikeout rate went down 5% to just over 20% on the season. In the second half of, the, of 2022, he hit 20 points higher than he did in the first half, and his walk rate nearly doubled from 6.8 to 12.1. That's wild, because the A's were effectively, they, they should have been a worse team in the second half, but uh, he, he was a big reason why they were slightly better. Because, you know, he's walking more, he's striking out less, he's doing all of these things. Sean Murphy was uh, the heartbeat of the offense to a large degree a lot of the time. I know that Tony Kemp, you know, won some games on his own as well, but we'll talk about those on the Tony Kemp episode. Uh, anyways, he was also 40% better than league average at the plate in the second half after being 8% better in the first half. So big strides made overall in the second half, which led to the season that he turned in in 2022. And Sean Murphy had one heck of a season. And honestly, it's hard to make those improvements when you're still fairly new to the league and have suddenly become one of the focal points of the entire offense. So the fact that he did the, did make these strides is very impressive. Trading away Olsen and Chapman and letting Marte and Canna walk took nearly half of the A's lineup away this winter, or last winter. And, uh, put a lot more pressure on guys like Murphy and Seth Brown and Tony Kemp to carry the load and score the runs for the A's offense. In the first half, they struggled a little bit, but in the second half, they seemed to embrace their roles and make adjustments, leading to much better play after the All-Star game. It also looks like some of these improvements in the second half may have been from him taking a different approach to the ball on his swing playing this season, which led to better overall contact. Uh, baseball Savant had him with a 17 degree launch angle against fastballs last season, and that went down to 
10 degrees this season. So that that's all about swing plane right there. And it looks like he was going for more line drives. He was trying to not hit maybe as many home runs uh, and, and try and just drive the ball to all fields as opposed to being a power catcher that can just hit home runs. He wanted to be a more complete guy. And I think that he succeeded in doing that. Uh, he also hit heaters four tenths of a mile less hard uh, this season. So not not much. Just a little bit less hard, uh, but those little adjustments led to 2.5% fewer whiffs, fewer pop-ups, and more line drives on the season. It still feel, feels like he has room to grow, and I'm going to go over where he could focus some time this winter coming up. When it comes to clothes, I like to feel comfortable. Around the house, I'm usually wearing sweatshirts, but when I go outside, I need to be looking my best so that people aren't like, hey, who's that schlub? And that's where Roan comes in because the dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man, and here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility and leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. Who doesn't love just going from one activity to the other? Who wants to change in between that? Not me. And Roan had that in mind when they were designing these breathable and wonderful shirts. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off of your entire order. That's 20% off of your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram and at ByJasonB uh, also on Twitter and also uh, inside the A's on Twitter. I have a lot of Twitter handles. I am a social media god. Anyways, uh, it is hard to nitpick Sean Murphy after the season he just had, but that's what I'm here to do because I got... I got to do the hard stuff, which isn't fun. I, I don't like talking negatively about players, but sometimes you have to. And uh, I'm not going to do a lot of that today because Sean Murphy was absolutely fantastic in 2022. But let's go. Let's go look for some holes in Sean Murphy, I guess. Uh, in his pitch by pitch metrics, two offerings gave him the most trouble. The good news is that they have similar mechanics. Uh, the slider and the cutter were just not the pitches for him. But they move similarly. Basically, a slider moves a little bit more than a cutter. There you go. Uh, but they're both side-to-side pitches generally. And uh, I, I think that if he can hit one, he could probably hit the other one. So there you go. Uh, he hit 192 against cutters and 222 against sliders this season. That's the bad news. The good news here is that his expected batting average against cutters was 30 points higher at 222, and his expected batting average against sliders was a solid 254, and that is higher than his actual batting average from 2022. So he was making good contact against sliders. I uh, just wasn't getting the results. So maybe he doesn't have to do anything against sliders. Maybe he just has to work on cutters and raise that another 30 points, and then all of a sudden, he's just a 250 hitter that uh, does a bunch of great things. He doesn't strike out as much. He doesn't whiff as much. He doesn't pop out as much. He does everything thing they need him to and then he also has a great pop time and he has great framing metrics he's just great 
overall. He's one of the top like five catchers in, in all of baseball. But expected stats don't mean much to the stat line, but they do give us an idea of the quality of contact somebody is making on certain pitches. The trick is that Murph has to make contact on those pitches. He whiffed on 30.3% of the sliders against him this year. That's the highest whiff rate that he had on any pitch. And uh, it also was the most oftenly used pitch to put him away in a net bat. So a better approach against sliders, expecting sliders, just being able to fight them off could could serve him well in 2023. Uh, and if we want him to focus on just one of these pitches, it's it's the slider. You, you definitely want him to focus on the slider as opposed to the cutter uh, because he saw those nearly as often as fastballs. It was the second most seen pitch that he, that he had thrown at him in 2022. He saw 646 fastballs and 639 sliders this season. Those two pitches accounted for 54% of the pitches thrown to Sean Murphy in 2022. So if he can improve against sliders, the sky is legitimately the limit for him in 2023 and beyond. So uh, the big question is, how do you hit a slider? That That's a that's a great question. Uh, my guess is that you, you set up a pitching machine. That's, that's step one. And then you set it to Houston Astros and take hacks all offseason. And then you'll just be great at uh, hitting sliders by the end of it. That's how baseball works, right? Uh, practice doesn't even need to make perfect in this situation because practice can make marginal increases that lead the pitchers not relying on sliders as much against him and throwing him other pitchers that he can already handle. So uh, that, that's that's kind of the goal right now, just marginal increases like we see like we saw all 2022 with a bunch of guys that were on the A's roster, just marginal increases. And you just hope that they get slightly better and slightly better. And then in a couple of years, when hopefully the A's are ready to contend, they are where they should be after making those increases and getting that playing time at the big league level. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But practice makes Sean Murphy get more singers, uh, which he, he hit 269 against. Uh, that, that would be great. He doesn't need to be perfect. He just needs to get more singers. That's all. Just throw Sean Murphy more singers, uh, other teams in the division. Uh, defensively, Sean Murphy is already one of the elite catchers in the game. So uh, no no notes on that one. He's just great defensively. No notes. Uh, honestly, the best plan for Murphy is to just keep making those strides and just stay healthy. And just stay healthy is a big ask uh, of any baseball player, but uh, Sean Murphy has a track record of a little bit of an injury history, not as much at the major league level, but a little bit of a track record there. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to keep getting better. And he keeps showing us what he can do season after season. And he's been fantastic. I, I love watching Sean Murphy. He's a good time. And uh, just because, you know, why not have a throwback? Remember at the beginning of the season when he got plunked in the butt? And that was everywhere. That was hilarious. Uh, 2022, I'll remember you fondly. Uh, what, what a good time. But anyways, uh, coming up, we're talking about uh, whether or not Sean Murphy is going to be a trade target. Uh, he is. That's spoiler alert. We're just going to talk about it. We're, I'm not going to trade him on the podcast. I'm just going to talk about it, okay? So come back. We'll have a conversation about Sean Murphy getting traded. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. We are free and available on all platforms. So whichever one you like, leave us a five-star review on that one. And then uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. There's also a brand new A's website coming your way called Inside the A's. It's in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. It's part of the Fan Nation brand that they are trying to build out. And I will be running that site. So follow us at Inside the A's. 
Jays over there on Twitter as well. But uh, let's talk about John Murphy and some trade rumors because I touched on this a few episodes ago in the in the offseason preview. But Sean Murphy is one of the few trade candidates that the A's have this winter. And he may be the last one that could bring back a haul big enough to change the perception of the farm system. Right now, they're like... 20th, between 15 and 20th, depending on which outlet you go to uh, in terms of farm system rankings and what Sean Murphy could bring back in terms of a prospect hall uh, could change that. They could be easily a top 15, if not closer to a top 10 team. Uh, and that's that's the power of Sean Murphy. He holds the A's future in his hands. And honestly, uh, that, that alone is the argument for trading him. Because he could be a franchise-altering player by trading him. So, there you go. Uh, there is also the much less likely scenario where the Ace actually sign him to some sort of an extension. I mean, the Braves seem to just lock guys up all the time. So, it seems easy, right? You're just like, here's a contract. Sign this. Or maybe they trick him into signing it. Maybe that's what you do. You're like, hey, Sean, uh, can I have your autograph? And they're like, ah, you're signed for six more years. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's what the Braves have been doing. And that, we, we need to find out what's going on over there because they have so many, not necessarily team-friendly deals, but man, they locked up a lot of guys. It's weird. Anyways, uh, Sean Murphy has shown enough to make you believe that he would be worth a deal an extension of some sort, but we know how the A's operate, one. And two, uh, at the same time, his injury history can be a little bit scary because it definitely harkens back to the contract the A's handed out almost 20 years ago now. And that was uh, Eric Chavez getting six years and $66 million. And he was hurt for a lot of that. So I'm sure that they'd want somebody with like a sterling track record and adamantium in his bones uh, so that that doesn't happen again because the A's are they're frugal. And they don't want to spend money uh, if they don't have to. And if they locked up somebody, they want to get <laughs> what they're putting into that investment. Uh, so I, I I don't think that Sean Murphy is going to be the guy. But hey, maybe he is because of the injury history. And why not? Why not? Let's see what happens. But uh, I, I think he'll get traded. Anyways, uh, one way to keep him healthy would be for the A's to do what they did down the stretch. And that would be to have Murphy and Shea Langoliers just splitting time between catching and DH. Uh, it doesn't have to be 50-50. You can have Sean Murphy behind the dish more often because he's fantastic at it. Uh, and, you know, slightly better than Shea Langoliers, who's had, what, 40 games under his belt. Uh, but that could be one option to keep both guys fresh and keep goes both guys producing for an entire season. But do you really want to use the DH spot on a, on a catcher? I don't know. While I, while I would love to keep Sean Murphy, there are a few drawbacks to the plan. Uh, the first is Murphy didn't hit nearly as well as a DH. In his 129 plate appearances, he hit just 179 with a 271 on base and a 584 OPS. Most of those plate appearances, I, I believe, came in the second half when he was on a roll too. So he really didn't like being a DH. So that plan, I, I know small sample size and all that stuff, but still those are, that's not a great initial result. So that, that's it. Uh, as a catcher, he hit 269, which is way better than his season average, uh, with a 348 on base and an 805 OPS. If you believe that the DH numbers are a small sample, then it's totally cool. You we can definitely run with the catcher DH platoon. But uh, if you believe in them a little bit, you definitely want Sean Murphy behind the dish if he's going to be on the A's. Uh, but there is also the roster crunch factor here, and that's the, the second factor here, uh, is that the roster crunch, 
crunch could play a bigger role than his numbers in 130 at-bats as DH in 2022. If Langoliers and Murphy are essentially swapping DH duties back and forth to keep their bats in the lineup, that's fewer rest days for other guys on the roster that you also want to see their bats in the lineup. Guys like Dermis Garcia at first base, Jordan Diaz at second base or third base or wherever they're going to play. Maybe even he's just the full-time DH. Who knows? Uh, and, and either they're in the field or they're not playing, or you have to take out Sean Murphy or Shea Langoliers or do something like that. But it adds another layer of uh, roster, or not even lineup construction, not roster construction, just lineup construction uh, on a day-to-day basis. And that seems like a bit of a headache, I would imagine. Uh, I think that the A's and Mark Kotze would love to keep Sean Murphy around, but the roster flexibility and the ability to bring in waiver claims for a quick audition, regardless of position, is pretty valuable too. And you can't do that if both catchers are taking up your DH spot as well because you can move guys around a lot easier if you don't need both of those guys in the lineup every single day. Murphy just turned 28, so happy birthday to Sean Murphy. Uh, and I think that the time is now to make a decision on the direction of the club. I know that there's still a year or two before they you know, are hopefully back in the playoff picture. But uh, do they want to flirt with the possibility of contending next season? Uh, I don't think that they're going to necessarily be on the precipice of making the playoffs, but they could be a much better team next year than they were this year because of what we saw down the stretch. If you make those gains and then you get those, those couple of hits here and there, you could be a 500 team as opposed to well below 500 team. Uh, Fairly quickly. I mean, the, the Orioles lost 100 games last year, and I, I know they had a, a huge stockpile in in prospects, but they turned it around pretty good and almost made the playoffs. Uh, so it's not outside the realm of possibility to go from 100 losses to roughly 500. So that could be the goal for the A's is 75 wins. I think that that's a solid goal for the A's next year is 75 wins. They've got some arms. They've got some bats. Let's see what happens. But if Murphy's bat defense and leadership behind the dish are there, that could go a long way to achieving the goal of being at least not a laughable team in 2023. If the plan is to have Shea Langoliers be the guy for the next upswing in the A's competitive window, then getting him reps to learn the pitching staff and reps at the plate before that time is going to be invaluable. So you almost want to trade Sean Murphy to help not speed up Shea Langoliers' development, but to get him ready and know that he's ready for when the A's are ready to contend. Uh, The one thing that you cannot get back is time. So trading Sean Murphy kind of makes some sense in terms of timing as well. These have a ton of catchers in their system. And while some of them could be used as trade bait and then you could, you know, thin out the, the catcher plethora that they have right now, having two starting catchers at the big league level really hinders the progress that all of the other catchers in the minor league can make as well, because there's nowhere for the guys in AAA to go. And if the AAA guys can't go anywhere, then the AA guys can't go anywhere. And it goes all the way down the system. So Murphy isn't 100% gone this offseason. I, I don't think that he's a shoe in to be traded, but I'd say that the odds are more likely than not that the front office tries pretty hard to move him before the start of spring training. And I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I know that I'm a brainwashed A's fan, but it, it makes sense that this would be the time to move him because uh, he, he proved it on the field. He, he can do this. He's going to get the package, I believe, that the A's were looking for at the trade deadline that they were not getting. I think that he's he's done enough now to go 
get those return packages that the front office covets. So uh, that's that's the Sean Murphy review of 2022. And that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now, go make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast, because baseball expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. They're on the Odyssey app. They're on YouTube. They're wherever you get podcasts, just like this podcast. So wherever you're listening to us, go listen to Locked On MLB. Go tell Sully he's a good-looking guy. And, uh, you know, just make a day out of it, really. Just make a day out of listening to Locked On Podcasts. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Just before I, I head out, uh, Mariners, uh, stop pitching to Jordan Alvarez, please. You guys could have won these games. Just stop pitching to him, for the love of God. He's in your division. You, you know who he is. He's not surprising. He's like Aaron Judge of the AL West. Stop it. Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, Until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.